Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Let's Talk It Out. This is your host, Ileana Orquilla, and today we are starting session 10 of Bible study. So let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, Lord, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. Okay, so if you're not driving, open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. And this is where we talk about the Canaanite woman's faith. So let us begin and take out your pencils as well, please, so you guys can take notes. Then Jesus went from that place and withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. His disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did him homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, it is not right to take the food of the children. So highlight the children or underline the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scrapes that fall from the table of their masters. Okay, so let us pause here. Now, when Jesus says the children, he's actually referring to the people of Israel. And when the woman comes and says, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scrapes that fall from the table of their masters. Um, so when she says that, that is actually a Jewish term of content for Gentiles. So who are the Gentiles? The Gentiles are those who are not Jewish. So then they go on and then Jesus said to her in reply, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. Your daughter was healed from that hour. Okay, so you guys can take notes. Um, so, yeah, like I said, when Jesus talks about the children, he is referring to the house of Israel or Jewish people. So you can write that, write that down on your notes. And uh, when a woman says dogs uh she's referring to the uh, gentiles because she was a canaanite woman and not a um jewish or israeli woman so then jesus replies and he says oh woman great is your faith let it be done for you as you wish and her daughter was healed from that hour so jesus again was uh moved with compassion and he is not um he is not uh, drawing away or he is not excluding people who are not uh, Jews. He's actually healing everyone who is not Jew as well. So the healing of many people. Moving on from there, Jesus walked by the Sea of Galilee, went up to the mountain and sat down there. Great crowds came to him having with them the lame, the blind, the deformed, the mute, and many others, they placed them at his feet and he cured them. 
crowds were amazed when they saw the mute speaking, the deformed made whole, the lame walking, and the blind able to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. The feeding of the 4,000, Jesus summoned his disciples and said, My heart is moved with pity for the crowd, for they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. I do not want to send them away. I do not want to send them away hungry, for fear they may collapse on the way. The disciples said to him, Where could we, where could we ever get enough bread in this deserted place to satisfy such crowd? Jesus said to them, How many loaves do you have? Seven, they replied, and a few fish. He ordered the crowd to sit down on the ground, and then he took the seven loaves and the fish, gave, gave thanks, broke the loaves, and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up the fragments, left over seven baskets full. Those who ate were 4,000 men, not counting women, and children. And when he had dismissed the crowds, he got into the boat and came to the district of Magadan. So we see here, or we witness here another miracle or one of the miracles of Jesus um, with the uh, the loaves, the, the multiplication of the loaves and uh, the fish. So they were able to feed 4,000 men, not counting women and uh, children. Okay, so now we are starting Matthew chapter 16, the demand for a sign. The Pharisees and Sadducees came and to test him, asked him to show them a sign from heaven. And he said to them, I reply, in the evening you say, Tomorrow will be fair, for the sky is red, and in the morning today will be stormy, for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to judge the appearance of the sky, but you cannot judge the signs of the time. An evil and unfaithful generation seeks a sign, but no sign will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Then he left them and went away. So Jonah uh, is actually in the Old Testament which we will see later on. The leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. In coming to the other side of the sea, the disciples have forgotten to bring bread. Jesus said to them, Look out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. They concluded among themselves, saying, It is because we have brought no bread. When Jesus came aware of this, he said, You of little faith, why do you conclude among yourselves, that it is because you have no bread. Do you not yet understand and do you not remember the five loaves before the five thousand and how many wicker baskets you took up? Or even the seven loaves for the four thousand and how many baskets you took up? How do you not comprehend that I was not speaking to you about bread? Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he was not telling them to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the uh, Sadducees. Okay, so the Pharisees and uh, the Sadducees. So Jesus warns his disciples against the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and comes immediately before his promise to confer on Peter the authority to bind and to lose on earth which is on matthew's 
um, chapter 16, verse 19, an authority that will be confirmed in heaven. Um, so such authority must probably has to do at least in part with teaching or the rejection of the teaching authority of uh, the Pharisees, which prepares for a new derived from Jesus. So Jesus here is saying, uh, be careful of the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and uh, do not let them guide you towards uh, something that's not of God or the right path. So then Jesus goes and uh, he he tries to explain to them, you know, what he was saying. And then he says, you a little faith. Why do you conclude among yourselves that it is because you have no bread? So um, Jesus is saying to them that they're misunderstanding what he's trying to say. So he kind of gets them to a point where he makes them remember uh, or uh, understand what he's trying to say. Okay, so Peter's confession about Jesus. When Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they replied, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him in reply, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly father. And so I say to you, and so I say to you, are you are Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Okay, so let's pause here. Okay. So, um, this is a very, I think, one of the most important parts um, of Catholicism or of the Catholic Church. Because we truly see here what Jesus is saying. And he's saying, and so I say to you, and so I say to you, you are Peter. You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. So maybe if you want, you can highlight this with the pencil. Um, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of the of the netherworld shall never or shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bond in earth, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Messiah. Okay, so, whoa, pause. There's a lot going on here. Um, okay, so let's go back to uh, where Jesus says, and I say to you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. So why is this one of the most important parts of the Catholic Church because Peter was the first Pope. Yes, he was the first Pope. Um, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Jesus said it to Peter. Upon this rock, I will build my church, which is the Catholic Church. It's the uh, Catholic is... Uh, universal church 
Um, so this is one of the most important parts about, about the Bible that we have to understand um, as Christians because we are Christians. We are Christ followers. The other day I was having an interesting conversation with somebody and, um, you know, they asked him or they asked me, are you Christian or are you Catholic? And I was like, um, well, I am a Christian Catholic. They're like, they're like, no, 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 no. But you have to be either Catholic or Christian. And I'm like, who says I have to be either Catholic or Christian? I am a Catholic Christian. Catholics are Christians because we believe in Christ. Um, and we follow Christ. And, you know, it was just like this whole like confusion between that person. And, you know, I said to him, well, you know, there might be people in my church who unfortunately might be a little bit um, not knowledgeable of this but Catholics are Christians and we are actually one of the first Christians um, dating back to uh, obviously Peter and his disciples and Jesus's disciples and Peter being uh, the first Pope ever. So, all right. So then Jesus goes on and says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Messiah. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, I'm not sure if we already got to that part, but there's one part where the demons or they were like, I think, two possessed people or one I don't remember exactly, but um, they did say uh, son of God. And obviously the demons know who Jesus is, um, you know, having them been in heaven and they were cast into hell with Satan. Um, so Jesus, you know, shut them up quickly because Jesus did not want it to be known yet that he was Messiah. Now the disciples know now, but he is saying, um, don't say anything yet yet so um yeah okay so let us continue with matthew chapter 16 verse 21 from that time on jesus began began to show his disciples that he must go to jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders the chief priests and the scribes and be killed on the third day be raised then peter took him aside and began to rebuke him god forbid lord no such thing shall ever happen to you and he turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are an obstacle to me you are thinking not as god does but as human beings do okay so this is another part where people get confused and they're like why in the world would jesus call his disciple um, Peter or say to him get get behind me Satan um, why would he say that to Peter because uh, Peter like Jesus said was not thinking like God does but as a human being does and this had to happen Jesus is saying I, I have to die I have to go through this to save all of humanity and you're over here telling me you know Lord um, God forbid Lord no such thing shall ever happen to you and that's when Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. So he was thinking as a human being, and Jesus uh, said that in reply to him. 
the conditions of discipleship. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and for fight his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will rep repay everyone according to his conduct. Amen, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Okay, so um, Jesus is obviously uh, already um, prophesying when he is coming again and he's saying, Amen, I say to you, there are some uh, standing here who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So, um, coming in his kingdom, since the kingdom of the Son of Man has been described as the world and Jesus' uh, sovereignty precedes his final coming and glory. So he's talking about his final coming and uh, he's saying some, some of you will not die but see me coming um, as the son of man. So yeah, Jesus is having a second coming. Um, in uh, Revelations, we're going to see that later on. Okay, so uh, this is end of or the end of session ten, and uh, let us end with prayer. And tomorrow we will continue with session eleven, chapter seventeen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, for this moment of Bible study. I ask you, Lord, to fill us with wisdom, to bless us always, to give us strength to remain faithful in doing bible study and guiding us with your spirit and uh sanctifying us in holiness and um bring a clean heart and a clean mind to our bodies souls and spirits amen bless us always in jesus name amen yeah.